Hello today, this is Jim Woods. I'm here with my wife, uh, Lucy Kovalova Woods, and we're honored to have the author of Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas with us, Genevieve Petruro. She is exciting, and we went to her website, and she has a magnificent quote here by Oprah Winfrey, the Oprah Winfrey, and when you talk to her, you're going to learn something new. Welcome, Genevieve. Thank you, Jim. Hi, Lucy. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great here in New York. A little cloudy, but so happy to be talking with both of you. Well, thank you for joining us. And we're looking forward to hear more about your book, uh, your mission, your passion, your uh, purpose, because you talk about that. And uh, just uh, hearing your inspiration and sharing it with our listeners. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, I can start briefly at the beginning, just, just so everyone knows why the book is. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I always wanted to work in a big city. For me, it was New York. And I worked in television and I worked for 12 years, climbing fast and furiously up the ladder. And to me, that was success. I was single. I had my own place. And I just thought that, you know, we, my whole group thought this was successful. We all had the same goals, you know, make it in a big city in the corporate world. But one day I heard a voice in me ask me if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? And surprisingly, because I think it caught me off guard, the answer that I gave myself was no. And I realized that my parents who were Italian, my father off the boat Italian, had always wondered why I didn't want to have a family of my own and build a home. And you know, my answers, I guess, didn't sit very well with them of I wanted this big career. And all of a sudden, when that question came to me from me, I realized I did miss something there that maybe that sentiment had been trying to get out. And I was just so busy that I didn't pay attention to my feelings or my heart. And I realized that I wanted to bring children into my life in some way, besides my godsons and my nieces and nephews. So I started reading in homeless shelters to the children at night who oh. were brought in by police and social workers. And I read story, you know, week after week, stories to these children who were traumatized and, and were there being processed for the next step in their little lives. And they were sleeping in their clothes. And I peeked in one night and it was heartbreaking. And I had flashes of my mom talking us in. And I realized, you know, after all those years, how important bedtime and that bonding is and knowing that you're safe and loved. And these children didn't have that. So I asked if I bring pajamas the next time. And they said that would be lovely. And I did. And I started to give them out. And there was a little girl who wouldn't take them from me. And she was so afraid. And at the end, I wouldn't give up. I tried one more time. She was the last one there. And I tried to coax her into feeling how soft they were. And I was trying to be gentle with her. And she leaned in and she asked me, what are pajamas? And that started me on this new path because I lost all my passion for climbing that corporate ladder. And all I wanted to do was make sure all these kids like her had a pair of pajamas and a storybook before bed. So pajama program was born. My story, my book is the ups and downs. I was not prepared financially, nor was I prepared knowing even what in the U.S. a nonprofit means, the paperwork, the rules and regulations. I had to find it all out, you know, in a scrappy way. And the story is all the ups and downs. Thankfully, we're 
Java programs more than 22 years old. Everything's working out really great. Some fabulous, like you said, Oprah invited me onto the show and some wonderful, wonderful people. And it's for that chain of events and the human connection that's that's been the, the key to our success. My goodness. So you, <laughs> you found your passion that you weren't even really looking for. Finally. That's such an inspiring story because we hear oftentimes that uh, people get tired about corporate jobs. They got burned out. That's not something I want to do. And what is next? And they try to start something like business or just try a different career. And still there is no purpose and you just found it. So what do you think will be the key, key advice to the people who got to that point where like, that's not what I want to do. What they need to do next to find not just next something, but that passion. Right, right. Well, there are different groups of people out there right? and, and we've all been meeting them since COVID. The people who've put their passion on the back burner because they thought maybe it's too late when the kids leave, when you know I retire and all of that. So those people have an idea of what their passion is. For various reasons, they've chosen to put it on the back burner. And some have never had the opportunity to explore it. You know, when I was growing up, I don't know about both of you, but nobody ever suggested I decide what my purpose is or I think about my purpose and I make sure that it's it's involved in my work. Purpose was never a word. It was get a job, get a good job, get a secure job. You know, it's work. Nobody ever said you should enjoy every minute of work. And it's changed now, right? We're all thinking and reevaluating where we spend eight to 10 hours a day. And we want to feel that it's bringing us meaning and we want purpose. So for a lot of people, they, they're in a job, they don't even know what their purpose is and they don't even think they have one. And I didn't think I did either. I thought people like Oprah, Deepak Chopra, you know, Einstein had purpose. They were the lucky ones. The rest of us were, were you know, settling for a job and maybe a few hours of family and fun time. So there are different groups of people and, and I work with, with all of them. But if there's anyone listening who wants to think about it, if you go to my website, I have an easy exercise for 90 minutes on how to help yourself find your purpose. So I welcome, I welcome anyone to take a look at that and contact me. We can just brainstorm if it helps. Please tell them how to get to your website. Sure, it's GenevievePituro.com. Okay, and for those that are uh, not used to English, tell them how to spell your name, Genevieve. <laughs> sure, Genevieve Pituro is G-E-N-E-V-I-E-V-E Pituro, P-I-T-U-R-R-O.com. Okay, to our listeners, I was just testing her. Okay. <laughs> there is a link. <laughs> our dear listeners, there is a link in the description to this episode. Please go to the website and this will be the exercise. You know, it's kind of interesting. You know, you when I think in terms of uh, purpose, I remember Zig Ziglar, the motivational speaker you see years ago, talked about goals quite a bit. And he said, he says some people are wandering generalities. They're just wandering around and hoping something fall in their laps and they'll get it or they'll get lucky, so to speak, or something. Uh, but you think about that, about, I mean, finding a purpose is a deliberate, is an intentional act. Some, most of the time, 
sometimes things follow me. You know what? But you mentioned Einstein. You got, you got me wondering. I wonder if anybody ever asked him, not what you're good at, what would you wish you could have done? I'd be interesting if he had said that. I, right. you know, I, yeah, maybe he would have wanted to do something different. I never thought about it before. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think most of us, at least in our generation, or you know, certainly before, ever believed that each of us had a reason for being here. Each of us had a purpose. I just don't think we were taught that, and we didn't learn it. And I'm I'm grateful that now there are the young people going to school, and they're they're discovering that they they too each of them has a purpose and they want to find out what it is before they spend and commit themselves to you know how many years in a in a job well maybe you're in a something that's also spiritual that's divine because if we all work on our purpose then it moves us toward more close what we think is the right track of being of being like kevin yes. cashman said in this book about leadership he said this Better that better to be than to do because real change occurs from the inside out. Right, Jim, I agree. And don't they say the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's a shame that you know I saw something on um, on PBS once about this woman that was in her 90s and she was still dressing up every day, doing her hair, putting her makeup on, and she said people wonder why I don't just want to die at 90 plus years old. She said, but I get up and I want to still want to be a finance person and I still want to live and I still want to contribute. So maybe I think you're on to something. I mean, what else do you do to work with people? Because I think this is something that everyone needs. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and mm -hmm. I do in-person presentations, which would be a speech or a keynote, and then follow up with smaller groups doing workshops between leaders and teams. For the corporate world, now we're we're realizing everybody needs to be on the same page and contribute to the purpose because yes. nobody ever you know thought about the individual employees caring about the purpose of the reason for being the for the organization or the leader's purpose nobody talked about it nobody saw it, nobody said it, we should align with each other but now we're all scrambling to do that yes so i think there are leaders that i work with and there are presentations I make to both groups, leaders and teams and employees, and one-on-one, -on -one so people can find their purpose. Because thankfully, people are waking up to that. Well, you have an engaging personality, and I can imagine anyone oh. coming coming that's stuck, that's coming to you to work with you, they can learn and revitalize themselves and find meaning in all of it. You know, it's there. You know, it's it's there. It's a matter of feeling that that. You have the, you know, and I'm writing a second book about starting a nonprofit because so many people have asked me for advice. So you need moxie for for any of it. You know, you need moxie to change your path. You need moxie to jump into something. You need moxie to jump out of something. You know, and and I didn't know anything. It's, this is this all happened to be to me by accident. You know, my purpose found me. There's a little girl who asked me a question, and that was it. That went right to my heart. And I didn't even know what a 501c3 is. I found out because. A lot of people started sending me some cash and a letter came from a company and said, please send us your 501c3. And I don't know what that was. <laughs> so how do you, how do you find, I'm sorry, honey, just, just, just one moment. One last question. But how do you help people who don't believe they have this moxie? 
this courage? How do you help them to, to find it? I handcuff myself to them and I become their biggest cheerleader and supporter. That's what we need. You know, I, I didn't have that off the bat. So I had to, to um, stumble and fall a lot. And it's in my book because I didn't want to ask for help. And I think that's a big problem we have. We didn't want to, I didn't want to appear stupid after 12 years of making it in the corporate world. Now I'm going to start, first of all, having to explain why I don't want to continue. And then having to start asking questions at the lowest level, because I knew nothing about how to do any of the nonprofit things I, I had to do. So people are afraid to ask, but once once I, I handcuff myself to them and I try to, you know, and I help them step by step, they feel a little better because they're not alone. And that, that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of, of, you know, drowning alone in something new and taking that risk and how it's going to look to other people and how, you know, we're all, we're self-doubters. And I know, you know, I was one of them, it still creeps up. I still doubt every time I start something new, but I think it helps to know somebody's in your corner, to have your cheerleader. And that's one of the lessons in my book is you can get a lot of naysayers and I got them before I found my group of cheerleaders. Yes, it does. Well, that's very important, that group of cheerleaders. Uh, and then I have, I have a question. So for those of us who are not millennials or Gen Z, who already have an idea that there is a purpose, there is a passion, uh, we were raised differently. And also I believe the problem that uh, the understanding of those who have like purpose or patient, passion, they're like special people, they're a special skill set, uh, like all the geniuses, they were like not good at school. So you need to have this something to stand out, to be better, to have purpose, to have passion. So how do we start ourselves before we get to the point when we're ready for cheerleaders, how we would get to that inner shift ourselves? Right. Well, when you find your purpose, and that's that can be a process still to be discovered by the person, or as I mentioned, you might know, but you're afraid to jump in or you're afraid to tell anybody. I think first we have to believe that this is in us, whatever this purpose is that we are drawn to, that lights us up, that makes us want to do this 24-7. I think we have to know that that's there. Somebody put that there. Some reason, there's a reason it's in us so strongly. That in itself, once you can embrace that and accept that and believe that it is yours and that you are responsible for shining light on it, if you believe in God, if you believe in the universe, no matter what you believe in, that is source, that is energy. But for whatever reason, you have that. And that means that you also have the power to express it in a, in a way that you can you can make a living you can change people's lives for the better. You can contribute to the world at large, all the way down to your immediate family who will feel that energy and that love and that exuberance from you when you sort of break out of the chains of what you're doing because you're, you're making money at it or you're responsible for other people with the money and the job you're making. It's a very, it's a big shift when you switch and sort of put the light on. She's like a nice lady, doesn't she? You gave us so much inspiration. Thank you very much. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you very much for joining us. Our dear listeners, the website is Genevieve Pituro. That's correct? Genevieve Pituro. Yes, yes. And There is a link in the description to this episode. Go to the website, order the book, and start that shift today. If someone is hesitant about using you 
as a coach, I, I like to tell them right now, it's almost as if we're having a cup of coffee with you. And uh, <laughs> you're just a genuinely great person. And I can see why you're magnificently successful. Oh, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you both. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.